Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret's just-arrived collection of swim and other sun-ready silhouettes. Pack your bags with new styles from the Very Sexy Collection, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy push-up bra, in on-trend hues like green and citron and black shine. Rewind to the future with the VS Archives Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. Plus, mix and match with their wide range of bikini tops and bottoms to find your dream suit. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... (laughs) Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hi, everybody. This is Katie Lowe's. I am freaking excited. Welcome to the first ever episode of Katie's Crib. So the title of this podcast, you guys, says it all. We are talking about raising a baby who's in his crib, right here, direct from my crib. (laughs) So our goal here, so you know, is to create a space for honest, sometimes super messy conversations about being a new parent. FYI, this is not a how-to guide. We're not here to offer clear-cut solutions or tell you how things should be done. This, Katie's Crib, is an open forum of opinions that are all valid. We're here to talk it out, share experiences, and figure out this whole thing together. So on this episode, I'm very excited. We are going to enter the world of doulas. Doulas have been around for ages, but more and more moms-to-be are turning to them for help as they approach childbirth. So, what is a doula? What do they do? What is it like to have one? We've got some answers for you. First off, I'm talking to Rebecca Beninati, who was my doula. She's the owner of Wellborn Lifestyle and Doula Services by Rebecca in LA. Then, after we talk to Rebecca, we're going to be talking to my dear friend, Jennifer Finnegan. She's going to join me to talk about her experiences with her doula before and after the birth of her daughter, Ella Jack. Oh, One more thing, we're recording this in my house, so you're going to hear Albie crying, you're going to hear the lawnmower, you're going to hear my dog Roger barking, you're going to hear it all in the background. So I guess all I can say is welcome to my world, everybody. I'm really excited because we have a doula here. 
a doula who I think is the best doula in Los Angeles, but I'm really biased because she was my doula. This is the wonderful Rebecca Beninati. Um, and we're going to get into a bunch of things about to doula or not to doula and what that means to you. Um, I wanted a doula because I had never had a baby before. I was petrified about labor, just absolutely, completely horrified. And I knew, I had heard these stories about, oh, you know, nurses can come and go on a shift during your labor. Um, My husband and I just really thought to have one advocate in the room with us who was just going to be assigned to us for the entire length of the labor, however long or short that, that may be, would be something that would be great to have. I also was very interested in laboring at home for as long as I could until I had to go to the hospital. And I just had an image of Adam and I running around my house completely freaking out if I went into labor, Googling how long these contractions were going and what the heck am I doing and I'm having a panic attack. And I thought, hey, how great would it be to have a doula come to my house for the beginning stages of labor and just tell me that this was normal and tell me that this was okay. Um, That is not how my labor ended up going (laughs) because, guys... uh, I think labor, your labor is never what you expect it to be. This is Rebecca. She helped me with my labor. What is a doula? <laughs> because it is a lot of things. So the word doula is a Greek word, and the ancient Greek meaning is to be a slave to a woman, uh, to a pregnant woman. And um, Isn't that to, crazy, you guys? <laughs> to be, to be a servant, to be a servant. Um, more modern day is like a, just a overall caretaker to an expectant woman and her family. Um, so, you know, that's, there's so many ways to describe really what a doula is and what it means. Um, a doula does everything in her power to help an expectant mom feel safe, nurtured, um, protected, um, and um, able to completely be primal and welcoming all of that and empowered. Um, so that means so many things. That means that the job uh, entails the longest list ever because every expectant woman needs whatever she needs. So you could uh, you, you could have a client who needs more verbal coaching and really doesn't like physical touch. You could have somebody that doesn't really want to do a lot of different position changes. Maybe she's gained a lot of weight or she's just uncomfortable in her body or maybe she didn't start her pregnancy with an active lifestyle. So she may want to be more sedentary during her labor. Um, so you have to sort of learn how to work with that. Mm-hmm. Um, massage, um, breathing, breathing techniques. So, so the job of a doula is so many different things. So that's what the word means. Slave, you guys, what in the heck? Servant Servant. of service. Yeah. The way, you know, the way I describe. So were doulas around like (laughs) a long time ago? A long time ago. If you think about it, women have always been birthing around other women. It's very primal, very tribal. Right. Um, men would step out, and the right. women would all gather to right. be of, of support. The men were not around to to uh, coach. You know, bringing men into the uh, labor and delivery room is still somewhat new. Right. Um, and uh, you know, psychologically, it wasn't even like our grandparents that didn't happen. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah. And you know, psychologically. Um, of course, we want our partners there because they are, it's their child. Yeah. You made this child yeah. together. You're going to parent this child yeah. together. Um, and, and I think the best thing about having a doula is that 
we ha- we really want to embrace the partner into the experience. We want to help them feel so empowered also mm-hmm. um, that they've done something and mm-hmm. that even if their job in the room is to continuously feed the expectant mom ice, ice chips <laughs> yeah. and give them water. That's an important that job. That is a huge, important job. And um, if their job is wetting the cold washcloths for me to put on the mom's forehead, that's a huge, important job because I don't want to go one second without a cold washcloth and they get warm quickly. So I, you know, there's a lot... Um, a lot of ways that doulas help incorporate the partner uh, whoever, into feeling super involved. There, whether it's, yeah, the partners yeah, or sometimes um, the course, mothers or mother-in-laws. Of course, of course. Yeah. Um, how, wh- why are you a doula? <laughs> My sister asked me this recently. She said, are you a doula because you just love babies? Is it all about the babies? And of course, it's about the babies. <laughs> um, and for me, sort of spiritually, it's... Um, it's about that moment that I get to watch a couple become a family. Oh my God, you're it's, gonna make me cry. <laughs> it makes me cry. It makes me cry when I think about what I'm doing. Um, of course, it's. I mean, you are most, literally there for some for people's arguably one of the if not the most definitely one of the most important moments of their entire life. Yeah, you know, I I tell my um, couples sometimes, you know, it's an honor. I, I tell every couple it is an honor to work with you, but it is the highest honor to be asked to be at your birth because you could invite as many people as you want to your wedding, mm-hmm. but you invite one person to your birth yeah. and I get to be that person. So, um, it's, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's emotional to think of it like that, but really, truly when I see the mom, see her baby for the first time. And when I see the dad, see his baby for the first time, and I see them look at each other in such fascination and in such awe of what is now in their arms to caretake for the rest of their lives. It's, um, it's powerful. Why, how did you become a doula? Um, well, I have two kids. I have a 14-year-old son, and I have an 11-year-old daughter, and I had two amazing births myself. They were very scary and very early, but they were both amazing, Mm. and I was blessed to have a doctor that was basically like a doula. Mm. Um, She stayed with me for my first birth for the entire 36 hours. Yeah, so you guys know the other thing about a doula is that, you know, your doctor... Your OB comes in and out, um, depending on what's going on with your labor. But for example, you know, my OB came in to administer the Foley balloon, which was great, and to give my first round of um, the drug that that made me dilate. And then she came in and, and kept calling and checking in. And then she came in at the end when I started pushing. She's not there the entire 16 hours. Rebecca is. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's amazing that one of you, you gave birth and your OB was there the whole time because that's unusual. It's very unusual. Mm-hmm. And she was very much like a doula. I realized she was doing the things that I now do. Uh, she was doing pressure points on my trapezius muscles, the muscles at the top of the shoulder. She was rubbing my head, stroking my hair, giving me water, helping me change position, creatively wrapping sheets around the birth bar to help me support my body weight um, and just with the most soothing energy and the most soothing voice. Wow. Um, so she inspired me to be a doula. Um, and also I, you know, I've been teaching yoga for a really long time. I've been teaching prenatal yoga and 
um, in teaching. Guys, if anyone's a pregnant mommy in Los Angeles, I have to give a shout out to that class. It's the most, what's great about Rebecca Beninati's Yoga Works prenatal class on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 11. I miss it terribly. (laughs) I took it for months leading up to the birth. And what was great about it is the class, in the class you practice how to push correctly because I think what I've learned since then is that people can injure themselves a lot by not being prepared in that way. And when it came to pushing, I knew exactly what position to put my body in. I knew to leave my face super relaxed. I knew how to breathe. I knew how to focus and put all the energy towards the bottom of my body and push in a way. And I was like, oh, I've been doing this for months in class with Rebecca. Okay. Yeah. So keep going. So you were a yoga teacher, which is, yeah. or you I, are a yoga yeah. teacher. A yoga teacher and a massage therapist for over 25 Five years. I just said that out loud, but yes, for over <laughs> twenty-five years. You guys, she looks like a kid. Mm, thank you. I um, so my background just really. I had all these skills that I had never really thought could lend itself to being in the birth room, um, in the labor and delivery room. So um, after I had my daughter, so I have a fourteen-year-old son and an eleven-year-old daughter. And after I had my daughter, about two years after, one of my prenatal yoga students asked me if I would attend her birth and assist her. And of course, I said yes before I had any proper training to be in that position. Um, and then I quickly went and did a training. Um, I did my first training with the lovely Judy Chapman, who has been teaching in Los Angeles at Cedars for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And um, so I did my first training with her, and I went on to get trained by Anna Paula Markell, who is the owner, the um, amazing owner of Binny Birth mm-hmm. in Sherman Oaks. Um, and so I realized in in both of those trainings that I had all these skills to go support women yep. uh, giving birth. And so I just kept saying yes. When people were asking me to attend their birth, I said yes. And before I knew it, I had a whole new second career, third career, fourth career. I do so many different things in health and fitness. But um, to, as of date, um, I've now attended about 65 births. And um, it is equally... Um, my full-time job. Yeah, it is. And, um, and I love it. Do you find your role to be as important if someone is not laboring, if someone is having a C-section? Absolutely. Or? When we first had our um, initial meetings and you told me right up front that you wanted that epidural, in the, <laughs> those initial meetings are, um, are an opportunity for me to make sure that the woman is not setting herself up in any way, that she's educated but that she's completely open to however birth is going to go down. And we will talk about all the different possibilities, all the different scenarios, so that if it ends up being a scheduled induction or even a scheduled cesarean birth, that you are prepared, you're not afraid, and you know I'm still going to be there. Mm -hmm. And I am sometimes allowed in the surgery room for a cesarean so I can be a continued support when I'm not allowed in I'm there right before they go in and right which before, is huge and yeah and immediately after they come out of the surgery to assist in that transition afterwards um, so yes I think that my job um, is is important for every, every every kind of birth I don't know if all doulas do this but Adam thinks this is the greatest thing that ever happened <laughs> so you give birth in a birthing room, and then you have to move to a postpartum recovery postpartum room. recovery room. Sometimes that happens like a couple hours, an hour after you've had the baby, and you have to load all of your crap up that's that was in the room, like your your luggage bags and all this stuff. You've had it all in the 
labor delivery room, and then all of a sudden they're like, hey, you got to move all your stuff to the the other room you're going to be in. But you just had a baby, and you can't even walk, and, like, you, like, your husband is meeting, or your partner of any kind is meeting your baby for the first time, in my case, husband, and... Uh, Rebecca, thank God, is the only person with her head attached, like, <laughs> p- gathered up our belongings and moved it into that other room. But And that is such a small thing. But see that she's being in service to the situation because I wouldn't have even known where half our stuff, you know, like I had my phone charger and my phone and, you know, my toothbrush and my bag, you know, just stuff around the room. Not a ton of stuff, but stuff. And, you know, at Cedars, they needed that room. So, you know, an hour after I'd given birth to my kid, it's like we're being hauled down a hallway to another room, and Rebecca's, like, loading up all of our stuff and putting it in the new room, but, like, that was huge for us. <laughs> you know, just things that... Adam was like, could you imagine if I had to have done stuff where he was just mm-hmm. sitting on the couch for the first time ever putting our son on his chest? Mm-hmm. To not have to worry about little things like that was just such a incredible um, gift. Thank you. That I know not everyone gets to have, but if if you can, I mean, it was just so helpful. And I don't know if that's part of the doula package. (laughs) (laughs) I think probably most doulas help with that, but yeah. I think so. If you're in service to the whole experience. And then the doula, we had two meetings after the birth. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's two meetings before. It's two meetings before the day of the labor delivery and then one postpartum visit. But fortunately for... For us, we are doing other things together, so yes. we get to see and each other regularly. And we the whole time. We did. The I other thing that's about a doula is like, you know, if something, hey, I just got this report at my OB, or hey, I, I just read this online and it kind of freaks me out, I would send Rebecca a text or a call and she would pick up the phone and call me, you know, to, to discuss, which was also very helpful. I want to go back and just mm-hmm. say one thing about the, um, the different kinds of, of deliveries. Um, going back to talk about what a doula does and whether um, a doula is necessary for every kind of birth yeah. experience. Because um, some really key things in my career have been those moments where a woman has been laboring for a very long period of time. Mm-hmm. And gets the information that she's going to have to have a cesarean birth and um, she has to decide whether she wants to keep going and trying it the way she's been doing it, if it's still safe, Mm -hmm. and, and, or go ahead and accept that she needs to have a cesarean or that that is also an option. And in that moment, that is where I think a doula is the most important, the absolute most important because you have to make an entire mental shift an emotional shift. And, and it's a, a process of grieving, um, that, that you have to let go in such a short period of time and reframe your mind, your very hormonal mind to now go in and have a birth completely opposite of how you really wanted it to go. And that's where I think doulas really, um, do their, a, a lot of very powerful work in helping the mom uh, recognize that she's still incredibly awesome, perfect, beautiful, strong, and that her baby is coming out in the most beautiful way and that they're, it, that the end result is all that matters. Yeah. That baby's going to be in her arms before she knows it. That's right. And I assume that it's in the same situation of a doula, like if she gets a phone call in advance that like she her baby is breached or mm-hmm. and she's she has to have a C-section for whatever reason or placenta previa, yes. you know, another we had a friend um, 
you know, who, who ha- was told by her doctors that she had to have a C-section and you worked with her to, in similar ways, get her mind around and we had that s- that was the way she was going to yeah. birth her baby. That's right. And when she got, that particular uh, client got her information early on, we also got a chance to have a real beautiful ritual at their home the night before or a couple nights before, I think it was the night before, and then woke up the next morning and met each other at the hospital in full celebration that we were going to have a birthday party, a scheduled birthday party. And that was not what she expected, um, but she was ready and she showed up to the hospital Oof, excited. Chills. Um, so there have been a lot of reported benefits to having a doula, like less need for medications during childbirth, maybe a shorter labor, um, maybe less interventions are needed. Have you seen that as evidence? Do you think that that is true? I do think that's true. For sure. I think it's true. I think it's true. And I think for me personally, what I recognize in the statistics of just my clients is when people come and take my prenatal yoga class, um, I really do see the evidence there that they have been practicing all of the same positions that are going to show up in labor. Mm -hmm. They have been practicing breathing. Breathing. They've been practicing squatting. They've been practicing the timing of how it is to push Mm -hmm. if you get to push. And, And also the greatest thing is that they have formed a sense of community with other women. And so I think all of that helps women have shorter, more comfortable, more easeful, um, more tolerable, if you will, uh, labors and deliveries. I agree with you. When I can be in the room with a client and remind them of all the women in class that are thinking of them and literally holding up the wall doing squats um, for them right now while they're in labor, it's, it's very soothing, very, very comforting and very empowering. I agree. Is a doula something that you see effects of post-labor? And I would say 100% yes, because like I said previously, Rebecca packed all of our crap up and moved it into a different room Um, and stayed with us for hours after the labor to, to just make sure that we were okay and that the room was set up how we wanted to and that... Everything was well and good. And then we had two meetings after one, one meeting. Oh, excuse me. One meeting after the labor where you get to really look back and say, did it go how, how you thought? What was it like? How are you doing now? How do you feel? She really checked in on my hormones and my postpartum experience, which is, is something that I think a lot of people go into thinking a lot about the labor, but post-labor is really what was so hard for me, which we will also get into in um, more episodes. But um, so yes, doulas are super beneficial to after the labor experience, I would say. Yes. And the whole point in that postpartum visit in the uh, new family's home is to do exactly that, to relive the birth story, to make sure that because it happens, it's so powerful, it's so overwhelming, it's so everything that um, it's also hard to remember every detail because now you have this new little infant that you're trying to figure out how to feed and care for and integrate and you into your home. haven't slept in and, forever. Yeah, you haven't slept in a long time. Your body's recovering. Your right. hormones are still out of whack. Right. And so um, to sit with your doula and talk about that birth story in, in detail, in great depth and detail, um, is very empowering. And it's also just a chance for them to go, oh my gosh, look what I did. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. gosh. There's a lot of oh my gosh in the postpartum visit. Yeah, so much. What do you think are people's misconceptions about doulas? Um, First, that doulas 
will only do uh, work for home births. That's mm. one that I hear a oh, lot. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, when I talk to strangers that don't know what I oh, do. Oh, yeah, I remember calling my mom being like, oh, I'm going to hire a doula. And they'd be, she'd be like, oh, my gosh, are you not going to a hospital? Which, by the way, like, however people wanted, you know, I'm... I'm I'm, I, however you see your birth is how you should have your birth, but, um, you're right. My, my extended family was very confused that I was mixing maybe something that might be more Eastern and, you know, to them, something that's a little bit more like out there and super LA to have a doula (laughs) in a hospital, which is super Western and that I was going to use uh, some, I, I was wanting to use medical intervention at some point and I was mixing both. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah, that is so a misconception. So one misconception is for sure that uh, we only do home births. Doulas only do home births. That's not true. Um, and the other one is that we only work with clients that uh, really want to try for a natural, natural vaginal birth. birth. That's right. And that's not true either. Hey, guys, welcome. I was not that at all. Yeah. <laughs> and um, another, oh, another unfortunate misconception is that the role of a doula um, completely wipes out all things that a partner could do to support um, their wife in the process and that they are kind of jipping the the other parent of the experience to support. Yeah, I remember that. I remember in our first, I think our interview with you, which is by by the way, by the way, guys, excuse me, um, I'm a new mom on no sleep, um, that when we first interviewed you, I think one of Adam's biggest questions for you was, where do I fit in and am I just going to be a third wheel to this experience? Because I think that was something that he was super freaked out about. Yeah. I think he did ask me where he fits in and I think I um, turned it back and said, well, we have to establish first where I fit in because I'm coming into your birth, both of you. Right. Um, It's not where you fit in. It's your child is being born. So, um, Yeah. For sure, doulas are not there to take away from anybody's experience, uh, either parent's experience, but in fact, to enhance it, to make it better, to make it more comfortable, to make it uh, more relaxed, to make it more serene, to even make it more spiritual if that's the route they want to go. So, Do you think having a doula is a good fit for all expecting mothers? Yes. You do. I do too. Yeah, for sure. I mean, if you just think of of how it feels to get support and love and a little tender, loving care just when we are on our periods. I know. Think Uh, about that. Think of that times a bazillion. And who doesn't need a little bit, a lot of support and love and tender, loving care and attention and nurturing um, and all eyes and all hands on when you're doing this massive job giving birth? Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense to me. Um, For doulas out there or people that are listening to this and are maybe inspired to become a doula, um, first, I will just say that it is the greatest job ever. There is nothing more rewarding and more empowering and nothing more fulfilling than helping a new family be born. Um, but I will also say that it's very physically taxing. So consider that. And you're not sleeping either. Uh, well, I I get sleep. I'm really good at dropping into sleep. I'm really good at taking, um, quick naps at the hospital. And my family knows I certainly go home and can 
cozy up in my bed and fall right back asleep to recover and restore. But um, I think I, I, I'm hoping that people will listen to this and be inspired to be a doula. And if you don't want to take it on as a full on job career, but you have the opportunity to assist somebody uh, that you love, that you care for, whether it's a girlfriend or a cousin or a sister in their birth, do it. Mm-hmm. Um, do it and you can still call yourself, you know, a doula, <laughs> a, a faux you're doula, you're being in service, mm-hmm. you're being of service, you're, you're caretaking and you're helping their experience be nice. Yeah. People used to have babies and they were surrounded by their moms, their cousins, their aunts, their uncles. And that saying, it takes a village to raise a child and it takes a village to bring a life into the world and and take care of him or her. And we live in a day and age where that's just not the case anymore. Um, And you can pay for that experience. And, And so I think, you know, that to me was huge. I wanted to be taken care of and helped. And I knew that Adam and I were about to embark on this huge thing that we had never done before and how what a wonderful thing it would be to have somebody in the room that was just for us, just to be part of our experience that had done this a, a lot more than we had and that could um, help us through the process. And um, I just, I, you will be there if I have another child, Rebecca <laughs> Beninati. <laughs> I look forward to you it. You will be there. Um, I, you know, as you're, as I'm listening to you, I'm thinking, who doesn't need a doula? Like what type of person or what couple or who decides not to get a doula if, if they know it's an option? And I think that um, what I want to say is, first of all, there are a lot of doulas and doulas that will um, do it to strictly be of service just to, to be in that experience. So sure. it is not about a financial obligation. Right. I want to make sure that that is very clear. But also, um, you know, if you know yourself, women out there, if you know yourself and you know that you just do not want this to be anything other than an experience for you and your partner, <clears throat> that is fine. That is completely fine. And you can still have a doula. Mm-hmm. You can hire somebody to help you, to coach you a couple sessions before your due date. You could have somebody come two or three times if you wanted some support to get you guys ready to go into your labor and delivery. Yeah, like her, your packing list was your like amazing. Like, like Rebecca was the person who sent me exactly what to bring to the hospital. Like things like that. Those were huge There's a helps. lot of ways to support if even if you don't want somebody to be in the actual room with you and you want that strictly to be for you and your partner. Mm. Um, and I've done that. Mm. I've done that. And I do a lot of tech support, as you know, um, texting and texting, constantly texting support and ideas and suggestions of what to do. Um, and also I want to make a big shout out for postpartum doulas because postpartum doulas are separate than birth doulas and postpartum doulas are, um, also separate than night nurses. Um, postpartum doulas are hired more hour to hour and they are there to care for the mom. So it's continued care for the mom. Mm. Uh, obviously they'll help take care of the baby as well, but they will go to the home and make sure that the, uh, brand new family has 
plenty of nutrition, plenty of hydration, and if possible, <laughs> sleep, mm-hmm. um, and just really help set up the home so that the, when the family comes home and is in real shock that you're in this very familiar place, but now you have this unfamiliar person to enter into your sacred space, mm-hmm. um, how to navigate in your home with this new little one and figure out where you're comfortable sitting for breastfeeding and how to breastfeed and what you have um, in your own home to use to be comfortable sitting around and breastfeeding, laying around and breastfeeding. Um, and postpartum doulas also really help uh, partners understand how they can support their new mothers of their child um, with nutrition and sleep and taking turns caring for baby. Do you find that when someone's hiring a doula, let's say, and, and um, meeting with doulas and because guys, you can, I only met with one doula and she's sitting right here, but <laughs> I do have friends who interviewed um, a few doulas and would come to them with questions um, to figure out if this might be, if a, a having a doula at all would be a good fit, which I think you've spoken at length about, or that this particular person is the doula for me. What would you suggest people ask? Um, well, the people they're interviewing. Yeah, the questions that I get asked are, how many births have I attended? So mm-hmm. I think most couples want to hire somebody with some experience. Mm-hmm. Um, that said, I... Um, I help my mentor, Anna Paula, at Binny Birth. I help her train doulas. And, you know, a lot of times in those doula trainings, the question is, how do I get my first job if I don't have any experience? So um, know that people who want to be doulas um, really have a big heart. (laughs) They're really wanting to go and put their time and energy and and, um, be completely um, selfless. Uh, so, you know, if you really click with the person and they don't have a lot of experience, but you like their vibe, That's you great. sit with them and you feel comfortable, you sit with them, you feel relaxed, you sit with them and you notice you're catching your breath, you sit with them and you you um, maybe even feel like, you know what? Yeah, I want to actually, I, I want this new doula and I want to be of service to her and let her have a, her first experience. There's people out there that would be fine with that. Mm-hmm. I think we have to... Um, definitely be open. So, so that's the first thing that I always get is how many births have I attended? Um, the other one that I hear is, do I have my own kids? Another thing that I don't think is that important for a doula to have under her belt, uh, pardon the pun, but, <laughs> but, um, it, it certainly, you know, we understand better if we've been through the experience, but that doesn't mean that every doula out there isn't a great doula if they haven't had their own children. Um, so that's another question that I get. Um, another, another really big question is one of the things that Adam said, which is what is my role or what, you know, where do I fit into this? And so a lot of times that's a question from the partners, like what, you know, how, how do you work with me? If you're helping her and I want to help her, how are you going to work with me? Um, what are questions do you think people should be asking? I think those are all great questions. And I think, um, here's a funny question that I got recently, I guess in the last two years, I've been getting this question a lot and that is, um, and I understand the question fully. I, I understand where it comes from, but it's really hard to answer. So the question that I get a lot is what is my philosophy of, of mm. birth? Oof. Yeah. I don't have a philosophy of birth because mm. it's not my birth. Mm. I don't even have, I, I don't have any, Agenda. expectations, mm-hmm. no agenda, no 
nothing. I show up completely open, ready for anything. And so my philosophy of um, childbirth is whatever the mother's philosophy is. And that can be ever changing. It can be what it is in the moment and she can change her mind five minutes later and she can change her mind when she's seven centimeters and she can change it again when it's time to push. Like I'm not there with a philosophy. Um, if anything, um, if there's any sort of moral standard for myself, that is that I show up completely open and that my clients feel like they can tell me anything, ask me anything, um, and, and that they know they can trust me. And that, I, And I know for me, if I don't have the answer, I'm so blessed to have a wonderful OBGYN friend, um, Dr. Gilberg Lenz, uh, who is always available to me for any support that I need, and also my mentor, Anna Paula, available if I don't know what to do. So, um, you know, my philosophy is is setting up trust. Yeah. Um, Rebecca Beninati, you are a gift and a love, and I love you very much, and thank you so much for being on Katie's Crib. I'm so excited that you're doing this. Thanks. I think, you know, you have so much uh, to share now that you're in your mom and you're on this side of it. Guys, guess what? Don't know what I'm doing, but I'm figuring it out with you. And we are going to have um, awesome guests and uh, just providing different opinions and different versions of pregnancy and motherhood. And all of this mushagas is a word that I like to use. Um about this whole thing because I don't know what the heck I'm doing and I'm figuring it out as I go. Um, and I have just been able to collect a lot of information along the way that I would love to share with you guys and hear what you think. So thank you very much for being a part of my experience and, uh, Katie's crib coming at you. Um, thank you, Rebecca. (laughs) Escape to summer with Victoria's secret. Pack your bags with just-arrived swim, cover-ups, corset tops, and other sexy silhouettes. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy Push-Up Bra from the Very Sexy Collection, in on-trend hues like Black Shine, Green, and Citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage, from full to cheeky to minimal. And now, in this season's must-have shades and patterns, add the finishing touch with the limited-edition Bombshell Escape fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. 
Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Next up, I'm going to be chatting with my girl, Jen Finnegan. You might know her from FX's Tyrant. She's currently starring on CBS's Salvation. And Jen gave birth to her daughter like a week before I gave birth to Albie. And she also used a doula. She mentions her husband, Johnny, as in Johnny Silverman, also an actor you might know. And he's super tight with Adam. I'm super tight with Jen. We're basically, it's just a love fest over here. So let's get started. Um, so tell me about your labor and birth. So I came back to LA, uh, it was almost eight months and then, yeah, it just felt like it was a, a sort of a nice steady progression. I knew I was going to be early. I just knew it. Although my Patty, my doula, she kept rolling her eyes. She was like, honey, every new mother, every first time mom thinks they're going to be early. And I said, I'm telling you, I was and having you conversations right. with this child. And I you was were like, right. Really, it's August. I'm you really were right. hot. Like, if we could make this happen soon. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah. So, so we basically September 27th or so, uh, I started feeling, I woke up at two in the morning. I started feeling these sort of gentle pains do they feel like period cramps kind of thing? Yeah, they kind of felt like period cramps. Uh-huh. Um, but I had had a few in the nights leading up. Uh-huh. So I thought, and they would usually dissipate 30, 40 minutes later. And as, you know, an hour goes by, two hours go, go by, Johnny's snoring next to me. <sighs> I keep getting up to go to the bathroom. It just feels different. And finally at around 5 in the morning, he said... Uh, he woke up and said, are you okay? And I said, I just don't know. I think something's different. This could be it. I'm not sure. Yeah. This could be it. Yeah. And of course, immediately, you know, the reaction. It's the sheet white, cold sweat. <laughs> Johnny um, is like, where's the bag? It's like, bed. yes, sure. He, we were staying at, we have this little place, this family place on the beach. It doesn't have air conditioning and it happened to be boiling hot. And I remember he chose that opportunity to, uh, take the new portable air conditioner we sure. just bought out of the box and start to build it. Sure. That was great. Yeah. Um, then the dogs kept barking. Um, then we, we hadn't been stocked like I on juices and coconut water and stuff like that. He was so frenetic and panicked and running back and forth and trying to build this fucking air conditioner. Oh, my God, I know. Adam, <laughs> my whole labor, Adam looked over to nurse and was like, I think my eye is red. <laughs> I need Visine. And then all of a sudden, all the nurses at Cedars are running around trying to look for Visine. And I'm looking at my, my husband and I'm like, are you, are you, are you out of your mind right now? Like it was out of a movie, but that was like, I think, I think our guys were just like trying to, 
I don't know, normalize yeah. the situation yeah. or connect to, to something like, that wouldn't f- that would keep them grounded to yeah. something. Yeah. I don't know. Fo- like redirect focus onto something that's not a, a head coming out of. I do think about how hard yeah. it is for the partner sometimes yeah. to go through this situation but they are not going through it physically themselves. Well, that's the thing too. And that's, that's another reason why the doula is so important in a situation like that, because they are, they don't know what to do. And Johnny gets really frustrated when he doesn't have like a task. Sure. So, so the doula would give him jobs. Rub her here, massage her there. Go get ice chips, do this, go massage the, you know, her, her, the back of her, whatever, anything to give him a task to keep him occupied. Sure. So that morning, when he was doing this thing with the air conditioner, I was like, you know what? I really need coconut water. Could you just go to the grocery store? And he's like, I am not leaving you right now. I said, if it even is labor. We're talking hours, hours. buddy. Hours. Yeah. I said, just please, I really need coconut water because yeah. I needed him to get the hell out of my space. Yeah. <laughs> Bless his heart. Yeah. Um, so I gave it a few more hours and it... it Had you called Patty at no. your doula? Okay. No. Um, I'm the type of person... <laughs> A, I'm not good at asking for help. Yeah, me either. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just wanted to be sure. And it just progressed a little bit and intensified a little. And uh, and I really, I at that point, thought, okay, you know what? Yeah, it's time to reach out. So I reached out to both the doula and the OB. Mm-hmm. And the OB, and by the way, this is the OB's job. They're like, well, I'm going to want you to come into the office so I can check you out. And then Patty, my doula, said, okay, hold on. Mm-hmm. Do you trust me? I said, of course I trust you. She said, mm-hmm. honey, I don't want you getting into a car, mm-hmm. going all the way to the doctor's office, mm-hmm. having them check you and say, three centimeters, come back in five hours, and mm-hmm. then going all the way back home. She's like, I don't want that for you. Yeah, what's amazing about doulas in L.A. is they really take into account the traffic. Yeah. I know how insanely stupid that sounds to anyone listening who does not live in LA, but it is a big thing because yeah, it's so true. I didn't even think we about talked that. a lot about that in my doula meeting where I was like, this isn't like if I, if I go try. into labor and Cedars is now we're talking during traffic and I, it's going to take me an hour and a half to get to the hospital. She asked me, she said, would it stress you out less to get to the hospital early or do you want to chance it? Like we had a plan going yes. into it. Okay. So this is an interesting point about doulas is that a lot of times they're going to give you, let's say you're in the hospital and your OB is giving you options of what to do next. Um, your doula will also be a voice of reason right. to give you maybe some other options or other ideas, but at the end of the day, you are the one to make the choice. That's exactly right. And because they take into account the fact that when you're in labor, you're not thinking perhaps as clearly as usual. Sure. They always, every doula will make a birth plan with you mm-hmm. where you get it down in writing, mm-hmm. your ideal situation. Mm-hmm. Right? So whatever comes up, it's do you want, the minute you arrive at a hospital, the birth team is going to say immediately, do you want an epidural? Right. So if you've already made that decision with your doula beforehand, I don't want an epidural until it's absolutely necessary and I will tell you when that is. Right. Um, yeah, like some women have like a safe word, you know? It. Yeah. Like they'll say to their doula, I'm not going to tell anyone else this, but I really want to have natural birth mm-hmm. and I am going to try to get there but just between you and me know that if I say mayonnaise right I don't know why I chose that so oh weird. I just had that mayonnaise my and my turkey sa- was it no oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I just had first of all I'm so naive second of all I had mayonnaise on my turkey sandwich an hour ago and that's why I said that um 
But if you say that word, then the doula can say, okay, she's, she's done. And then she can say, but really like really mayonnaise, let's just think about this. Like, are you sure? Let's Mm -hmm. wait till in between contractions to, for you to be in a more clearer headspace to think if you really want to use your safe word and women do, and then they get an epidural. So yeah, there's also other things too, like a specific medical um things that they employ i guess when you're when your baby is first born they'll offer you uh, vitamin k drops mm-hmm. or a shot mm-hmm. they'll offer you uh um antibiotic eye drops mm-hmm. things like that that you know beforehand you want to think about that do you want those administered to your child and your doula no puts that into way, right and your, right. your doula will remind you make this decision now right so that you go in and you tell your ob and all the nurses this is what i want yeah your doula is your advocate to say hey like if 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 that antibiotic eye drop is what's customarily given to all babies in hospitals yeah. but you decide you don't you really don't like it. it or you don't need it yeah. for whatever reason it's a personal choice the doula can say hey when the baby comes out, we're not doing those eye drop things. Yeah. So they can kind of be like the bad guy in That's some exactly situations. Right. If you want to make placenta pills, mm-hmm. um, oftentimes they'll the media. Uh, oh, we could do a whole episode on placenta which pills. Which you probably will. Yeah, I would love it. You give, <laughs> needed it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So so they are all they're all over it for you. So you to text have, your doula. She says. Do you trust me? Yeah. I don't think you should get in the car right now and yes. drive all the way just to get checked because yes. what is that going to do? Yeah. She says, Not much of anything. Exactly. She says, start timing your contraction. She okay. said, it sounds to me like you're definitely in labor. Early labor. Uh, she said, yeah, very early stages. Uh, she said, run yourself a bath. Uh, light your candles. Put on some nice music. Mm-hmm. Get in there. Do your breathing. Mm-hmm. She said, but you're so early right now. She sure. said, just constantly keep in touch with me. Okay. Uh, so I listened to her, and I decided not to go into the doctor's office. Okay. I also just felt peaceful at the moment and confident. I wasn't panicking. Great. Uh, I had, you know, succeeded in calming down my husband. He got got back from the grocery store. Was Johnny like, we're going to the doctor. We're getting checked. You know, that's kind of his <laughs> instinct, right? Sure. But he had, he had now a relationship with Patty. Great. Because we'd been talking to her for months. I mean, we hired her early. A lot of people hire their doulas around the fourth or fifth month. We mm. had her like in the second month. Um, so, in fact, some people hire their doulas like in the sixth or seventh, right? I don't remember when I hired Rebecca, but... I think the earlier the better, because you have someone there for, during the whole experience, and so you're... Throw a text to, to, to be like, I don't know what this is, I feel this, That's or it. I just got this report from the doctor, yeah. what she does it mean? I know, it's so right? true, so true. She's on the whole journey with you, you don't have to like go back and explain. So, Patty knows me, Patty mm-hmm. knows Johnny, mm-hmm. she knows how we react in a, you know, in, in mm-hmm. a, a sort of a, a panicked circumstance and she knew exactly what to say uh, and how to say it she was right I got in the bath um I I was able to breathe I put on my favorite music I think you were texting me from the bath yeah I for sure like you, you were definitely texting me like yeah. I think these are contractions <laughs> I feel like they're not and of course like I had my baby like four days later so I'm having a heart attack because this is all of a sudden getting really real I think you texted you know me I'm too. like you were the last friend like you were the person I was like well when's Jen goes like I'm next in yeah. line this is a nightmare um but you were texting me like I think these are I think these are contractions yeah. they're not totally normal yet but they are coming on I'm in a bath I'm chilling yeah. like you just sounded very good yeah it was it was going okay it was going okay and then and then it started to intensify and I but I still felt okay and Johnny said well let's get her here and I said you know I'm not there yet I'll know when I'm there I'll know when I want her and at a certain point now I went into labor at two in the morning 
at two in the afternoon. What? I said, it's time. I want her here. So I wrote her and she, she was like, are you ready for me yet? Yeah. Like, where, do you want me? Yeah. And I said, get here. And she was there in 20 minutes. Okay. And um, she came into the bathroom. I was in and out of the bath. She said, okay, I love that the tub is providing you so much comfort. Mm-hmm. She said, the bad news is it slows down the process. So, so she's just not dropping down as much. She said, so every time you get up to pee, when you sit on the toilet, that's when progress is being made. Oh, yeah. I labored for a long-ass time on the toilet. Oh, but it's so painful. Oh, it's horrible. Like but I, Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. yeah it's, I, I sat on that toilet for a good long time. And yeah. I remember Adam knocking on the bathroom door being like, Katie, are you okay? Do you want me to come in? No. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I know. I was just alone holding <laughs> onto the handicap bar in Cedar Sinai. I was surprised I didn't break that thing in half. Okay. <laughs> So. so then she got me back in the tub. She, we, you know, she was doing, you know, what the most beautiful moment was, and I have a picture of this because Johnny took a picture. She put her hands on my stomach while I was in the tub and she did a meditation with this child. Um, and it was so beautiful. And I mean, I'm tearing up talking about it. It was this magic moment. And time stood still. What did she say? She I just, just said, went into wait. a trance. This baby, she, she was talking to the baby, and I don't know what she said. I don't know. But it was so beautiful oh. um, and peaceful. And, uh, and Johnny took a picture, and it's, it's just, it's, it was magic. And oh, I um, love that. there was something in that where it was like we're a team. You know, we're going in, and this is going to be a beautiful experience. And I'd always said to her, uh, and I still feel this way, and I don't regret one moment, mm-hmm. even though it was 28 hours. I always said, Patty, I want this to be as enjoyable an experience as it can be. Yeah. It's going to be so fucking painful. Yeah. I realize that. Yeah. Um, and that's okay. I'm ready for that. Mm-hmm. But at no point do I want to just be miserable. No. I don't want to be screaming. I don't want to be swearing. I don't want to be, you know, yeah, it's you can- your fault you did this to yeah, me, that's Johnny. What's like that really cliche. I know. It's really weird. That. In movies, you know, they sort of... I've, I talked about this a lot with Rebecca, my doula, but in movies, they, they show a lot of labor... I think, which is why I had such a horrible stigma attached to it, but they show women like screaming yep. their heads off and all this stuff. And for me, and I talked to Rebecca about this, who's been at 65 births, I was really quiet and I'm really loud. When I gave birth, it was very internal and it got very quiet and very focused. It's and I, it's so focused. Like I was not screaming my head off at all. Same. And, um, and so it wasn't scary in that way. I wasn't screaming at my husband either. Nope. And, my goals. I didn't want that for her no, or him. I no. Didn't. And my goal, similarly to you, was I told Rebecca and I told Adam, I said, I just want to have a good memory of this. That's right. I don't want to look back and say that I hated the experience. I just don't. I want to look back and say, oh my God, that was truly like the best day of my life when exactly. I met my son. That's all I want to be able to say. Same. However, I get there, I just want to be able to like figure out a way to enjoy it, which I know sounds so lame and how when your body's being ripped in half, but it is possible it because I did and I think you did to too. Me. It doesn't sound lame to me. I think it's about changing the dialogue. By the way, not just for ourselves, no, but, but for others. I think so Let's too. Let's change that. I think and so Because when I say that, you know, I've had that reaction of somebody rolling their eyes and being like, oh, please. It's the most painful, most miserable. And I'm like, I, I don't want to... I don't want that to be the definition of what childbirth is, the most painful and the most miserable. I agree. Because think about the end. First of all, when we go into the hospital, 
for the most part, it's because something's wrong. Or you're it's sick. It's because you're yeah. sick. It's yeah. because, you yeah. know, it's an emergency situation. Right. And so it's fighting for your life. Well, this is the one instance where you are going into the hospital knowing that there is this beautiful, you are literally creating life. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. I know it sounds all new agey and I go there sometimes, but that is a fact. It's the only time you go into the hospital knowing that there is a beautiful result. So why not make that process yeah. as much as you can, by the way, because there are moments where I was like, I'm going to die. <laughs> right? Did you have thoughts like that during labor? When I was eight to eight and a half centimeters and still natural. You guys, I, did you hear that? No, I only made it to six. Well, I made it to six when I said the hail, when I threw my Hail Mary and I was like, forget this. And this was also, by the way, two days of not sleeping. And this was hour 25. And I remember going to the bathroom and sitting on that toilet. And In the I, hospital room. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh. Did you I'm, poop? No. I didn't either. I was totally constipated. Oh, you were? For I had days. really bad diarrhea the day before. Oh, so you got so it all So I got out. it all emptied out. Yeah, no. As far as I know, I didn't. Because supposedly, like, <laughs> if you don't... So a lot of people who go into labor naturally, like Jen did, a lot of times your body will have diarrhea the days leading up because it's getting rid of all the stuff and making room for the baby to yeah. come out. When you're induced, which I was, a lot of people crap all over that delivery table oh, because wow. their body didn't go into labor naturally, so it hasn't had the time to kind of get it all out. So I was like, I'm definitely going to poop. I'm definitely going to poop. But what's weird is I was so stressed and nervous about being induced that I had diarrhea anyway. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yes, so I didn't poop on the table. So you had, like, anxiety I, diarrhea? I had anxiety diarrhea leading up to the induction because I knew I was being induced. I knew I was going to go into labor. I knew when that moment was coming, yeah. so I had nervous diarrhea Which, the whole the way, day leading I was up. Envious of to a certain extent. Oh, for sure, it right? was the perfect situation for me. Looking back, you could rest leading up—that was the thing with us. We got no sleep leading up. <sighs> so by hour twenty-five, I turned to Johnny and I was like, "I can't um, do this." Anymore. We haven't slept in two days. And then I turned to the nurse and said, "Hey, just give me a ballpark. What are we looking at here?" And she said, "Well, you're eight and a half. I mean, you're pretty much there." She said, "But." could be having contractions for another two hours, and then pushing could take two hours. And I turned to Johnny, and I was like, four hours? And that was the moment. You set up a girl. Yep. And, I, and you know what was so funny? I was so clear-headed leading up to that, even with that level of Were pain, you really trying? Was your birth plan with your doula to not have an epidural? It was, but... I am not, that's not my personality to be like, it's all or nothing. Sure. No epidural. It was always Patty, You were like, I'm going to try. That's it. Mm -hmm. It was like, my intention is, not my plan. Mm -hmm. My intention is to not use an epidural. Mm -hmm. However, if we get to the point, like we were saying, where all enjoyment has left the equation, and at that point I'm just fucking miserable, then it's epidural because I need to reverse it and get it back to where we were, which was Positive. us in the tub having a magic moment. Nice. I know it's not going to be beautiful the whole way through. I know this, but I need to still feel like you said, looking back when I'm telling the story to my kid, mm -hmm. even two weeks later, I was like, that was the best birth ever. So yeah. So <sighs> basically at, at hour 25, I said, um, I don't want four more hours of this because if I, if I, and it could have even been more, it could have been more. If I had two more hours of contractions and then had to push for two hours on at that point, 48 oh. hours of no sleep. Oh, my God. None of this is making sense to me. So I said, uh, it's time. And what was so cool is Patty and I have such um, an honest communication. She didn't even have to say, are you sure? Are you really? No, Because the it. nurses did. The nurses were like, Jennifer, you're there. 
you, you are pretty much there. You don't need an epidural. But Patty, who I've known from the beginning, is like, honey, I hear you loud and clear. Get the guy in. Because I, I was got clear. goosebumps. Clear as day. And, I just uh, got goosebumps. And you know what? He came in, popped it in, no big deal. Was Johnny in the room for it or no? He was. Oh, yeah. Oh, good and job. Johnny, Johnny has had an was epidural like, out. Oh, he has. Okay. Except okay. he called it surgery and they <laughs> put him out. <laughs> okay, meanwhile. I love you, Johnny Silverman. <laughs> meanwhile, I'm sitting there having contractions, contractions every while they're shoving two a needle and a in your spine. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret. Pack your bags with just-arrived swim, cover-ups, corset tops, and other sexy silhouettes. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy Push-Up Bra from the Very Sexy Collection, in on-trend hues like Black Shine, Green, and Citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage, from full to cheeky to minimal. And now in this season's must-have shades and patterns, add the finishing touch with the limited edition Bombshell Escape fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. So you made it to eight and a half centimeters dilated, which is unbelievable, because I only made it to six, and that was good. I was like, ah, check please, I am... (laughs) I was bawling, crying between each contraction. And I looked at my doula and Adam and I said, you know, I am just really not having fun, yeah. like at all. That's and I don't, I I just want to be present for this. Yes. And I'm not, I'm only counting down the seconds to the next contraction. And I'm hating every, every, every freaking second of this. And I'm 
proud that I've made it this far because I know I wanted to feel it. I wanted to feel what it felt like. I wanted to feel what a contraction felt like for a good long while. I wanted to see how my body could do it. I wanted to like really feel like the feminine power in that way. And then I was like, and great, I felt it. No more. That's it. It's a rite of passage. I really feel that. Yes, I do too. And and you, and keep in mind, I have gallbladder attacks. So my threshold for pain is high. It's crazy high. Um, but, but exactly what you said is exactly what I experienced, which was, I felt what I needed to feel. I felt that rite of passage. I felt the empowerment of this, yeah. the beauty of what our body can Unbelievable. do. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. And I will never get over that. And I, I like you, I'm really proud of myself. Um, and by the way, I have friends who are like, don't want none of it, not doing any of it, scheduling it in. Do what you want. Your story is your story. Right. And let us all, like, not judge each other. Let us all empower each other. Make your story your story. It just so happens. This is what I wanted my story to be. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, so she was a real advocate for you in the room when you called was. it. She yeah. wanted the epidural. It happened. She was right there. And uh, the coolest part was... Because the best part of laboring at home was the bathtub. The best part of laboring in the hospital was when I finally did that epidural... I slept for an hour and a half, and I remember between naps, I woke up, and Johnny was sleeping in the rocking chair in Mm -hmm. front of me, and Patty was sleeping on the bench by the window, Mm -hmm. and it was this absolutely quiet, beautiful moment where for the first time in (laughs) 26 hours, I wasn't feeling pain, Mm -hmm. and my husband was resting, and my doula slash... Your birth team was all just chilling for a minute. And that was so necessary. Drifted back to sleep, and then I got poked on the shoulder uh, an hour and 40 minutes in to that nap, and uh, the nurse said, honey, you're all set to go. Are you ready? And I said, quote, unquote, fuck yeah. (laughs) And I put on Beyonce and then Sarah McLachlan. Yes, Um, which is the perfect mixture of Jen Finnegan's (laughs) personality. Yes. That makes perfect sense to me. You have both sides of those women within you. I very, very, very can see and know, understand why. And hopefully our beautiful Ella Jack, your daughter, will as well. So So that was it. She said to push. She said to push. And it was, I also give props to the epidural guy because he, uh, he gave me just enough to where it took the edge off, but I could still feel pushing. I could feel my feet, all of that. That's great. Uh, When Jen came back from CBS Salvation, Jen and I were in the same prenatal yoga class. Um, you taught me to by go to Rebecca Beninati, who's my who was my doula. Prepared. But a big part of that class was learning how to push correctly and practicing pushing, That's so that funny. you and I, Lots when we funny. got to that point, it wasn't the first time we'd ever put our bodies in this sort of positions. And women or people out there who are wanting to labor, I suggest you find a prenatal yoga class or some sort of physical class near you to practice these sorts of things. I can't believe people just go into labor having Blindly. never put their body in these positions and stuff. It's just I like you can practice and you can empower yourself to be excited and like that is the biggest you know. word here, empowerment. Oh, yeah. And by the way, a doula serves to empower you because you have the knowledge, because you have an advocate, right? Because you have a voice when you are in pain, you have anxiety, your you hormones fear. are going insane. Hormones You're are going scared insane. out of your mind. Yeah, that fear is not to be belittled. Yeah. That there is some fear. I was so your scared. First time mom, and by the way, even if I had a second kid, I would still be scared. And it is a major, major physical feat that only knowledge can help you. Right. I think as well, yeah. and I think a doula adds to that um, arsenal of knowledge. Yeah, so I you pushed her out in 19, 20 minutes. I did and the crazy minutes. thing, you guys, is that little, little 
Eight little hip, little hipped Jen Finnegan birthed an almost nine pound baby girl who, when you took her home from the hospital and you sent me her photo, she barely even fit in the car seat. She was massive. Like my baby, when I put him in the car seat to get home was like a little ant and your baby was like overflowing the car seat. And I was like, holy crap, Jen Finnegan, are you ever going to be able to walk again? You guys, I don't even know how this child came out of me. I do not know. And neither, except that she's really pretty. All the nurses, all the nurses were like, oh my god, she's huge and she has this like fro happening. She's a huge, amazing head of hair <laughs> that just amazing. sticks up and it's so dang cute. I, I mean, she's just, she's otherworldly. This so did the, your so doula, much. did Patty, um, so you had a postpartum visit with her as well? So, yeah, so again, like Patty just, uh, you know, when you talk about like the package or whatever that came with, with, with Patty as my doula, like it's it's hard to put it in those terms because... There's so much more. There's so much more. Mm-hmm. I mean, she became like a member of the family, and so it never felt like, oh, well, I still owe you one class where I come over. It just felt like this natural thing, like I have to come see you, I have to see Ella Jack. Like, I want to see how you're doing. And plus, I was kind of bedridden because the baby was so big. She tore up my cervix. Um, oh. I know. There were so many Rebecca stitches. Rebecca just tore. There were so many stitches, you guys. Mm. I had stitches, too. I'm and Rebecca, sure. I don't know. I feel like she was down there like like it was like a like like it was a cartoon character like a huge needle and thread just going like in circles and circles and I and I looked down I was like how many are you putting in there and she was like I wouldn't worry you know there's um there's there's one to four four being the worst tear and you're at a good normal two and I was okay. like okay yeah I feel like you were at a four well it wasn't the per- it wasn't a perennial tear it was she tore up my cervix so she came here's the thing she oh came out. My- God, my I don't even know her, what the hell that is, but it sounds scary. I know. My OB called her a, uh, a shop. Oh, we, we have a shopper. And I went, I don't know what that means. It's because she came out at the same time her hand, her whole oh. entire hand and arm came out. And oh. she's like, I like to call it a shopper because it's like your baby's coming out with a credit card going, let's charge it. Oh, my um, God. And so she, what we think is her shoulder probably ripped Sort of the cervix into this strange. That's possible. Good lord! Yeah. So, they, so it's more in it super super high up internal stitches. It's very high up. Yeah. Oh, I had to lost old... count at like forty, I think. So yeah, it's possible. There you guys, fifty, forty knows? to fifty stitches up in your cervix don't feel super fun. It to don't me. feel so fun. So yeah, I was a little bit incapacitated for for four or five weeks. I just had to be real careful. I wasn't really going down my stairs. I wasn't doing anything. Let's put it that way. Which is you know now looking back, maybe a nice thing that I was. Bed bound with my child. Yeah. Um, hey. Yeah. You got to really connect with her. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, wow. And what a doula would come, and uh, she came a few times just to visit. Did you have a postpartum separate doula? Like, a- yeah, I did. Um, this is this is a little new agey, but again, I am such a huge believer and fan of Ayurvedic medicine. It's helped me so much. Um, look it up online. It's it's pretty simple. It's it's Indian medicine. It's been around for thousands of years. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you know, one thing that we do here differently. Certain cultures. I know it's big in the Asian culture. When a woman has the oh, child, the first forty days. That's right. Yeah. So so the mother is in charge of feeding her child and nurturing her child. The rest of the family is in charge of taking care of, of the, the mother. mother, rehabilitating her, nourishing her, getting back to. Because obviously, physically, it's a massive feat yep. and massive strain on your body, but mentally, spiritually, it is as well. Yep. And 
your hormones are so jacked. Oh my gosh, such a fall off. It's right? crazy. So you need to be taken care of and you need to. So you think a postpartum doula is super important as well? I'm a big fan of it. There's a really awesome book that, that's called The First 40 Days, yeah, right? It's a beautiful book. It's a beautiful book, but it's about how in, um, where is she from? The writer, I can't remember what. I but it's a book called The First 40 Days, and it's all about how the first 40 days of a new mom, you know, she, there are some cultures where they are home just with the baby and that they're, they have to eat certain foods to rep- and he- yeah. eat only warm foods, That's all right. this kind of stuff to replenish their spirit and soul and yeah. body because it's, to, it's, after what they've just gone through. It's truly called, and it is such a thing, there is a fourth trimester. Mm-hmm. And we don't acknowledge that so much in our culture. You know, it's like the minute you pop out the baby... And you're off to the races. And yeah, and everyone's just caring about the baby. Yeah. That's it. Right. Yeah. And but the mom's just like left for dead. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> right? I know. So, I know. I know. So Patty was really well versed in the fourth trimester too. Do you feel like there's anything else you would like to say about your birthing experience, your doula experience, your motherhood yeah. experience? I just think um, I feel like, first of all, so much empowerment from this whole situation from the whole process um partly due to you i have to say thanks jen yeah i mean it and you know how grateful i am i always <laughs> every time i'm in a you know every time i was in a water aerobics class with you or when we were both pregnant or when we're in the the, um, so the mother baby classes now i always look at you and think how grateful i am because you have this beautiful system of women who are all supporting each other by the way also like that group of women, they're so grounded. You guys are the real deal. Like, we can sit around and be like, what is happening with my nipples right now? And I know. Like, do you feel this way? And Are you fucking depressed because you can't go out anymore? And this we have like, to get an episode of this into yes. com- community. community. Very. I don't know how women do this by themselves. I but like either. I said, like, I think in the olden days, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about when I say that, <laughs> but I think women used to live in houses with their mothers and their cousins and their aunts and things. And I think that there used to be a lot of women around and there are still families that do that in this country for sure. We don't have, that's not my system and that's not your system. So I feel very fortunate that you and I got pregnant at the same time. I feel like that brought us really much closer. It's brought our partners closer and I feel the same. I'm like, you're the coolest jumping again. Thank Please you. don't go back to Canada to shoot your show, but do because I'm going to oh, come visit you and we're going to have a wild yeah. weekend with our babies in Vancouver. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> um, so all of that to say. But we'll be waiting for you when you come home. Please do. Um, but the empowerment of that, the empowerment of having this incredible woman um, doula who was my advocate. So all of these people, like you said, it, it became my village. Yep. Um, and I, I really encourage women to expand their knowledge, expand the people in their village, whether they're being, whether they're paying for them or not. Right. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. I, absolutely. Get, I totally get that. Not all of this is accessible. Agreed. Agreed. Um, but just gather as much knowledge as you can and as many women who have done this, who can impart knowledge and advice and wisdom as possible because go in there and empower yourself. I know that it's scary. Um, you know, it's like when people get sick and they don't want to know, I don't want to know anything. I just Mm -hmm. want to go in there and have Mm -hmm. them take care of me. And Mm -hmm. I'm going to keep my eyes shut the whole time. That's the easy way. Don't do that. Go in with your eyes Look at it head on. Yep. 
So um, that's all I want to say. That's Jen Finnegan, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Thank you for joining me on my couch Thanks on Katie's me. crib. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening and for joining us on this awesome adventure. Please make sure to subscribe to Katie's Crib. <laughs>